my check my check i'm back welcome to episode 28 of the isaiah kid podcast we are on and running um the nfl season is in the brinks he it's doing it's 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 in the process it's looking really good i like what i've seen for the first two weeks a lot of major injuries controversial penalties uh a lot of dispute with the referees and how they're calling the game and how and how you know some players think the game is soft and protects the offense and the quarterbacks and so forth exciting 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 uh i want to give you guys my picks for this sunday for this week three for these week three matchups it's this is great um i'm i'm having Tremendous! I'm having tremendous success with picking my games. I'm doing a really good job. I think I told you guys that I'm 24, 6, and 1. Well, no, 24, 7, and 1 with my picks for the last two weeks. I'm doing a good job. I think that's about that's about 60. That's a little bit 70 percent. I would be a big time better. I would be a big time gambler in Las Vegas if in Las Vegas if I really seriously considered this. But I'm doing a great job. So let's start with the one o'clock games: Raiders at Vikings. Uh, I like. I don't particularly. I think the Raiders are still dysfunctional, despite them moving past AB. They still been dysfunctional. They lost. They, they 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 their defense had a terrible showing in the quarter in the second quarter against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I, I'm this not a big fan of this Raiders team this year. Not huge on John Gruden. I'm not really huge in their roster. They this offseason they kinda confused me in the route they were going with their roster and how they're gonna put their get roster together. Plus they're going against a Minnesota team that's really talented at home, I don't think the Raiders have enough. So I'm going to take the Vikings to win this game, and I don't even think it's close. I'm taking the Vikings to win this game 34-14. to 34-14, Vikings. Uh, second, Cincinnati at Buffalo. I like Buffalo. Buffalo, I, I, I told you guys earlier this week, I think Buffalo could have been in my top 10. I had them tied with my top 10 with them and the Chargers. I like Buffalo. Their coaching staff is really good, better than what people think. Buffalo, why not? But I, I like what Buffalo is doing. I like what they have going on in Buffalo. They don't put Josh Allen in tough position, t- tough positions or spots. Uh, he's been pleased better than what I thought he would be at this moment. So I'm gonna take Buffalo to win this game, 24 to 10. I'm taking Buffalo to win this game, 24 to 10. Second, Detroit, well, third, Detroit at Philly. This is going to be a tough game for Philadelphia. They're missing some of, the, some of their wide receiving threats. Deshaun Jackson is going to be out for a few games. Uh, Alshon Jeff, we'll see what he do, if he's active or inactive. But this game is going to be closer than what people think, um, and I'm probably going to give the edge to the Still, I'm still going to edge the Philadelphia Eagles, but I think this game is, I think this is going to be a close contested game for the Eagles. This is going to be a test. The Lions played some good football last week against the Chargers. Their defense was outstanding. I think Philly's offense struggled a bit, but I think they get over the hump, but this is going to be a very close and tight game. I have the Philadelphia Eagles winning this game 27 to 24. This is going to be a contested tight game. 
Uh, Kansas City, Baltimore at Kansas City. CBS, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, probably the they're probably the two front runners outside of Dak. They're probably the two front runners for MVP so far. Um, this year for best players in the league so far. Everybody loves Lamar Jackson, his improvement. I love it too. I I I actually did not see this coming and happening this expediently, but he is doing a great job. He's he's making third second and third progressions. But I think the Baltimore and their win streak comes to a stop right here at Arrowhead. Um uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think it's gonna be a wildly uh a wild shootout. I think it's gonna be a shootout because Kansas City, I don't love their defense. I don't love their defense, but I think their defense will get enough stops and give the ball to Patrick Mahomes enough times where he can cash in and score some points on this tough Ravens defense that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have to face. But I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Kansas City Chiefs the edge. 34-17. 34-17. I think the Ravens' offense struggle a little bit. Um, and, you know, I think Kansas City defense ramps it up a little bit. They've been hearing the last few weeks. They don't they don't really get talked about it much because, rightfully so, I mean, the offense is what leads and, and pushes this team. But I think their defense will ramp it up a little bit against Lamar Jackson and the hot Baltimore offense. New England, the Jets at New England. This is not even going to be close. I have the I have New England winning this game 41, 41 to ten. This game is not going to be close at all. New England's defense has been stellar the first two weeks. I I, I see this I see this play continuing with a banged up Jets off a banged up Jets offense team. Period. Uh, no Sam Darnold. They 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 are struggling and they're going to continue to struggle in this game. This game is not going to be close. Forty one ten. Uh, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas at Miami. Or, well, Miami at Dallas, vice versa. I'm sorry. Miami at Dallas. This this game, even though Miami is one of the worst football teams I've ever seen in my life, I think this game is going to be really close. This is going to be a trap game for Dallas. I think Dallas still wins this game, but I have this game being a trap, a potential trap game for Dallas. This game is going to be closer than what people think. Dallas is not going to beat this team by 30. Um, I think Dallas was struggling a little bit in the first half, but I think they'll pick it up in the second half and win this week three matchup against the Dolphins. This is a game that they should win. So I have the final score 28, no, 27 to 13. 27 to 13. Uh, Denver at Green Bay. This is going to be a, a good game. I think the Packers offense will start to find a groove. Um, against a uh, against a pretty solid defensive, you know, core that Denver have, I think Green Bay will find a groove a little bit. I think Aaron Rodgers will start to get on tack with his receivers. Uh, it take it it takes a few weeks. It takes a few weeks. They got off to a hot start last week against Minnesota. I think they start. I think they continue from there. Uh, they didn't really put up. They didn't really produce much in the second half. But I think I think Green Bay will score at least thirty points today or. 30 points in this week's matchup against De- against this Denver defense. Uh, I'm not so sold on Denver itself offensively. Uh, Joe Fluco, he on and off. The offense has been on and off for the I mean for the last few years now. But I have Green Bay winning this game. I have Green Bay winning this game, 31 to 13. 
Atlanta at Indianapolis. I think I think Indianapolis wins this game. I'm not sold on Atlanta, and many people say this is Atlanta's division to lose with Jubree with the Jubree's injury, the Cam Newton injury, and the inconsistent Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They many people many think that this is Atlanta's division to lose. Uh, it it very well can be that can be the case, and that can be said with some valid arguments. But I'm not so I'm not so sold on this Atlanta on this Atlanta's team. I'm sorry. They you know they let Philly stay in the game and with a possible chance to win the game last week with their receiving core getting knocked out in the early in parts in the early parts of the game. I I just don't think I'm not so sold on this Atlanta team offensively. I know what they're capable of, but I'm not so sold defensively. I think Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis wins this game, 27 to. 27 to 21. I think Indianapolis gets out. I think they win this game. Four o'clock games. The Giants and Tampa Bay. Daniel Jones make his he he makes his first official career start of the NFL of his NFL career. Uh, so, like I said, I, I explained this earlier in the week. I said Daniel Jones don't he doesn't have bad weapons around him. Giants spent a lot. They paid a lot. They invest a lot of money in their offensive line. He has Saquon, who is a talented back. He's probably the most talented back in the league. Sterling Shepard, Envy Ingram. He has pieces around him where he can make things happen. I think the Giants win this game. I'm going to pick the Giants to win this game. I think the Giants win this game. 21-17. to 17. The Giants win this game. They get out of Tampa Bay with this win. Carolina goes to Arizona. I think Arizona gets their first win of the season. No Cam Newton for Carolina. Carolina, I always said I like elements of Carolina, but I just don't know how they fare and shape up with the rest of the NFC. And what do they look like from week to week? What am I getting from Carolina week to week? What am I getting? I'm not so sure what I'm getting from them from a week to week basis. What 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 necess- I don't know if I'm, I don't know what I'm getting from them from a week to week basis. I like Arizona. I said Arizona would be very interesting. Kyler Murray, he's on pace to breaking Andrew Luck's 2012 rookie passing yardage record. He's on pace for that. He's doing. A, he, he's he has a lot of passing yards, and they like I said, Arizona's gonna be interesting and exciting to watch. But they're gonna be a five win team, and I think they get one of those five wins this week against. Carolina. Carolina visits Arizona. I have Arizona winning this game 28 to 10. New Orleans at Seattle. New Orleans at Seattle. No Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I've been noticing this for the, since last year. The Saints offense is not as explosive as we th- uh, as we know them to be. And now they don't have no Drew Brees. It's very hard for me to see them putting something together. I, now, don't get me wrong. I think Teddy could win some games, and I don't think Teddy is going to look bad. But I don't know if they're going to be able to beat Seattle. Seattle is very hot right now. They're, they're, they're playing. They, they've played a really a, a tough schedule. They have Cincinnati. They had a tough home opener against Cincinnati. Um, they squeaked out with the win, and they had a tough road opener against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Pittsburgh is a very tough team to beat, at, especially at Heinz Field, and Seattle has done it. I think Seattle wins this game today. Uh, I think Seattle wins this game today. I love the play that Russell, of course, Russell Wilson is going to be Russell Wilson. 
he he's phenomenal. That defense is playing really good. I I, I mean, granted they they got, they caught a break with Big Ben getting hurt, but man, this Seattle defense they're getting back to the formula that 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 won them playoff games that won them a Super Bowl that got them to two Super Bowls they're going back to that formula and I I, I like what I'm seeing from from Seattle so I have Seattle winning this game they're four and a half point favorites I have Seattle winning this game 26 to 20 26 to 20 I have Seattle winning this game Pittsburgh at San Francisco San Francisco is really hot they're, they they are hot. This whole NFC West division is hot. They're full. It's full of entertainment. It's full of interesting pieces and new places. I love what I see from this NFC West. And I told and I said about Arizona. I said, good thing they drafted they drafted Kyler Murray and they hired Kings quick. They drafted Kyler Murray because you need to score points in this division. If you can't score points in this division. You are dead. This division is all about scoring points. And San Francisco does it. Arizona does it. Seattle can do it. And we know the Rams. We know what they can do and what they're capable of offensively when it comes to scoring points. So San Francisco, I've been saying it since the start of the season, before the season even began. I said, or begun. I said San Francisco is going to double their wins from four to eight, and they're going to finish nine and seven, and they're going to be on the brink. Even they're going to even be on the brink of making the playoffs or making the playoffs. Period. I I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I think they get their third win today. No Big Ben Roethlisberger, uh, no James Conner. Juju Smith Schuster has been struggling this season. I don't think. Pittsburgh can put it all together in this one week. I think it'll take him a few weeks to get it together. Mason Rudolph, um, he's not bad, but I don't, I don't see him being able to compete with this San Francisco team and this defense because the defense is playing really good and they're forcing turnovers, something that they couldn't do all of last year. And they're six and a half point favorites. I'm gonna take the points. I have San Francisco winning this game 30-14. to 14. Another 4 o'clock game. Houston at the Chargers. I think Houston wins this game. I love how Houston been playing. Not so sold on the Chargers. The Chargers, I don't know what the hell that, I don't know why I keep, but what the hell was, I don't know what the hell was that, that they displayed on on last Sunday against the Detroit Lions. I don't know what that was. That was, that was crap. That was crap. They're three and a point. They're three. They're three. They're three. They're negative three points ahead of the Chargers. I mean, uh, ahead of the you know um, the Texans. They have a three in the. They have a three point favorite. The three point favorites against the te- against the Texans. I'm not so sure if I'm going to take the points. I'm not going to take the points at all. I'm going to take Houston winning this game. I think this is going to be a highly. I think it's going to be a high powered offensive game. But I have the Houston. Texans winning this game 38 to 30. Sunday night football. Love it. Rams, Rams at Cleveland. The Rams will win this game. The Rams will win this game. Cleveland, the Cleveland, I've been going on Cleveland for the last two weeks. They're not disciplined. Freddie Kitchens is a below average coach. They have an average, if not below average, average at best offensive line. But on some cases, the way how they've been looking for the last two weeks, they look below 
average. So they have a below average coach. They have a below average O-line. Their second-year quarterback is going into a slump. The running game isn't uh, there. OBJ and Jarvis Landry isn't dynamic. Isn't the dynamic duo as we saw them to be, or as we thought they would be. Miles Garrett is undisciplined, and he commits a lot of foolish penalties. Just not so. I'm not. I'm not certain on this Cleveland Brown team. The Rams, they're clicking. They, they, they don't. They like the Rams. They, they don't click like they were last year offensively. But they're still the Rams. I love the. I love Jerry Goff. I think Jerry Goff is taking this play to the next level. Even though they they haven't been scoring forty points and thirty points, but they, they I feel like Jerry Goff is growing. He's maturing. Um, and I'm going to talk more about that on in the next segment. I'm going to talk about more about that. But I have the Rams winning this game, twenty eight to twenty one. The Rams win this game, twenty eight to twenty one. Matter of fact, I'm sorry. 31 to 21 Rams. Then Monday Night Football, Chicago at Washington. Historically, Washington has not won a Monday Night a home Monday Night Football game since 1998. It's been a long time since they've won and had success on Monday Night Football at home. And the Reds against me don't play well on these primetime games. I'm gonna take Chicago. Um, this was this is probably one of my Believe it or not, this is probably one of my hardest, my my hardest and toughest picks for this week, actually, because I I'm not so sold on Chicago's defense, but Washington they showed me a lot of signs of like just actually a good football team, but in the second half or when they get a lead, they just unravel and their defense looks horrible. Josh Norman gets toasted. Every 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 other play you look up, he gets toasted and fried. He gets bopper fried. I just don't know what I'm getting from this Redskins defense. Their offense looks okay, but it's like when their defense gives up a lot of points, their offense can't score. So I don't know what I'm getting from this Washington team. They show they they show signs against good teams, really good teams. The last two weeks, Eagles and and the Cowboys, they showed some great signs, especially the first week. But they, you know they give up the lead. They're like, oh boy, well, what do we do now? They give up the lead, and they're like, "We're done. We're out of this." So, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take Chicago to win this game. This is gonna be a close game too. 17-14. I think Chicago wins the Monday night game at Washington. 17 to 14. So, okay, I'm talking about quarterbacks. I'm talking about Baker Mayfield. And I'm gonna talk about Dak. Let's start with Dak. Dak Prescott. Cow- Dallas Cowboys. Um, I gave you guys my predictions. Let's go with Dak. Let's start with Dak. So Dak, Dak, he's a, I think he's a good quarterback. <laughs> I don't know why people are afraid to admit it. I don't know why some media members are hesitant to say, oh, Dak is a good, uh, Dak is a good quarterback. Fans are afraid to admit it. Dak is a good quarterback. I don't know why we just can't say Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's improved. He's improved. He has improved greatly. And you gotta give him his credit what credit is due. Yeah, he got a lot he has he has numerous elite players around him. And, you know, 
with the running back and the O-line, the defense. Yeah, okay. Look at what team he plays for, though. Look at what team Dak plays for. Plays, plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He plays for the Dallas Cowboys with a talkative owner, the most notable owner in the sport, mo- probably the most notable owner in, in sports, period. His star running back has had judicial issues. Coaching, uh, it's, his coaching has sometimes been questionable. I mean, you gotta give credit with credit's due. Dak is good. Dak, 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 for him to be the the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, that's like being the star player for the Los Angeles Lakers. That's like being the shortstop for the New York Yankees. That's like playing shortstop for the New York Yankees. A lot of media attention. A lot of a lot. A lot comes with the title and the role. And Dak has handled it well. Similar to Dirk Jeter, he's handled. He's the Dak has handled all the pressure, all the lights, all the media attention, all of the chatter, all of the negative comments and discussions that's often held about Jerry Jones and Zeke, Zeke's off the field behaviors. He's done a good job with channeling those things, and. Coming out on the good side, Dak 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 is Dak is good. <laughs> Why can't we just say okay, Dak is good. Dak Dak is a good quarterback. Why we can't say that? I, Dak Dak is a good quarterback. Dak is a good quarterback. And we have we I know you know first year he's like oh my god who is this guy and then second year he's like uh yeah I can see why he was a fourth rounder. Third, you're like, ah, uh, so is he good? He needs a lot of help to be good. No, no, he, I mean, he has a lot of support. He has good support, he has a good support system. Doesn't Matt Ryan has a good support system? Doesn't Jerry Goff have a good support system? <laughs> I mean, Tom Brady does have Bill Belichick, right? Kansas, Patrick Mahomes. He does. He 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 do have Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, of course, of course, Dak has a good support system. Just about any young quarterback does. So don't you can't hit me with that excuse. Dak, of course, Dak has a good support system. Of course, he does. Doesn't Patrick Mahomes do? Don't 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 Patrick Mahomes? Doesn't he have a good support system? Don't Philip Rivers got a good support system? Don't Jared Goff got a good support system? So what is the problem? <laughs> Why we just can't say Dak is a good quarterback? And I think this is the thing that get people with Dak. You know, here go two things. He's a fourth rounder, so you're like okay. First year, look good. He, he looked good. First year, he looked good. Second year, he like, ah, uh, turnover issue, incompletions, inaccuracies, ah, uh, footwork, ah, uh, arm, ah. Uh. But you're like, uh, I can see why he was a fourth rounder. 
looking at his second year, he was like, uh, I can see why he was a fourth rounder. And then, you know, then third year comes around, he's like, okay, you, he, this guy needs support, a lot of support. He needs a lot of support to be good. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But with a first-round quarterback, you're like, okay, if he struggled the first year, you're like, okay, second year, second year as a starter, he'll get it together. He'll find his way. He'll find his path in his groove. He'll, he'll find his way. But with Dak, we didn't give Dak that time. We didn't give Dak that chance. We thought Dak, with Dak being a fourth-rounder as a quarterback, we thought Dak would just be in just stay at that level that he was, which he didn't. He obviously got better, folks. Dak obviously got better. Dak is obviously the Cowboys' man. He is going to be there for 10-plus years. Dak is a good quarterback. And another thing, Dak doesn't have a Pacific str- like he doesn't have one thing, like one particular skill that he does that he do better than anybody else. Like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, they have the skill of getting outside the pocket, improvising, and making something out of nothing. Brady has his pinpoint accuracy. Mahomes has his flashiness and his deep ball. Jared Goff has his poise and his arm strength. Carson Wentz has his physical talents. Dak, body, uh, arm, uh, accuracy, it's okay. Footwork, it's okay. Arm strength, uh, it's okay. Leadership? Oh yeah, he, he he checks the board as a leader, but how do like what is leadership? How do you measure it? Like quiet leader, vocal leader, like how do you measure how do you measure leadership? You can't really measure leadership or say you, you can't really measure leadership. How do you measure it? You know, it's not really a a skill. It's something that you're just born into. You're born into a leader. Dak was a, he was born into being a leader. That's just who he is. <laughs> That's just who he is. He's a, he's, a, he's a good leader. That's just who he is, though. But he doesn't have the eye-popping accuracy like a Brady or, or, or a Jared Goff. He doesn't have the arm strength like a, Mahomes, like a Patrick Mahomes or Ben Roethlisberger. He doesn't have the physical peak abilities like a Aaron Rodgers or a Carson Wentz. He doesn't have that. You know, like, you know, like a, you know, like a car, right? You see the little Mercedes commercials and the Ford commercials and you see what you, they, they pick out one specific thing that that car is gonna be that you're buying that car for that one specific reason. With the Ford, you're buying the Ford F one fifty. You know that Ford F one fifty truck. With that, when when Ford markets that commercial, their intention is to make you see that that truck is durable, durability. With that Ford F one fifty truck, they show you that it is durable. 
It goes up mountains. It goes through dirt. It, it shows you a whole list of, uh, it shows you a whole, like, compilation, almost, of mountains it goes through and how it goes through bumps and stump and, you know, it shows you all that. It, it, you know, Ford, Ford, that Ford F-150, those commercials, it shows you all of that. It's all the high-tech stuff it goes through and all, all that. The bumpy, you, you can see all that and, it, and how the truck endures that, right? Right? It shows you all that. I saw a Hyundai commercial not just too long ago. It, you know, it, it shows how... Nice and smooth the Hyundai rides, and how the brakes are better. One specific thing that Hyundai commercial that I saw that I'm explaining it showed how good the brakes were. The it showed how good the brakes were. How on a how on a like you could be going at a certain speed limit and you hit the brake and it just brakes automatically, like any car would. Yeah, I know you like any like any car would, but Hyundai specialize in 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 this specific specific Hyundai, this particular Hyundai, they specialize in the brakes with the with the brakes in that Hyundai. You know, in the luxury cars, your Mercedes, your Jaguars, your BMW, they often try to show you how smooth of a ride it is, how nice and precise the ride is nice precision ride that they show you that that's what they so you see I'm you see what I'm saying with the cars they show they show you uh, one specific detail they try to pick out one specific detail these car companies or industries they show you one specific detail that their car that is better than any other car out here with the Ford F-150, they say this Ford F-150 dump truck, it is durable. Oh, wow. Um, I, just, I just saw something. Um, <laughs> the Ford F-150 truck is durable. They show you that with the Ford F-150. Then, then with the Jaguar and the Mercedes-Benz and the BMW... The Lexus, they often show you, they often show you how nice and smooth the ride is, how precise the move the ride is, and how it hit certain curves. You know, I know you see those commercials a lot. I know you guys see those commercials a lot. And with the Hyundai, you might see it. You might see the new Hyundai. You might see the new Hyundai commercial that I'm explaining, but it shows you how. Hyundai's brakes or on that on that Hyundai, how those brakes are better than any other brakes than on any other car. It shows you that. I'm not kidding. Go look at that. Go look at that commercial. It it pop up. So that so with that not being good at one specific thing, I think that hurts them. Cause people look for that one pinpoint thing that you're better than than anybody else. They look for that one thing. But Dak is a good quarterback, and there's no disputing that. Dak is a good quarterback. Dak is a good quarterback, and there's no disputing that. So since we're talking about quarterbacks, 
Let's go from one quarterback to another. Dak to Baker. Now, we're talking about commercials, right? <laughs> I see all these commercials with Baker Mayfield. You know, he has about 13 endorsements, 13, 13 commercials. And I've seen most of them. This is why he's struggling. This is why Baker Mayfield is struggling. He's trying to build his brand before he gets good. Baker is trying to build his brand before he gets good. He's We don't even know if Baker's He hasn't even played a full season yet. We don't even know if Baker is good. And he's already trying to build a brand. You know, I I know you get it, you know, with the social media, it's all about building brand, make your brand, make your statement here and there. I know that's you know, that's what this this whole social media thing is about, building your brand. But He's not even good yet. Baker Mayfield's not even good. He's not even good yet. We don't know if he's good or not. We, I mean, we think some some suspect that he's good. Some, like myself, I would like to see a little bit more. But talent-wise, he he's good. But he's talented. But we don't know if he's good. We don't know if he's he. He is the like a Super Bowl winning quarterback that some think he is. Jared Goff is in L.A. Jared Goff plays for the Rams. Jared Goff don't. I don't see Jared Goff in too many commercials. I don't see Jared Goff taking on endorsement deals. And he's in L.A. <laughs> he's in L.A. So there's a lot of. I'm sure there's a lot of opportunities. Where golf could take a lot of endorsements, and he don't. He, you know what he does? He tries to win, and golf has been to Super Bowl. Golf has seen the playoffs multiple times. Golf has had multiple winning seasons. So golf, we know golf is good. We don't even know if Baker's good. He played ten games. He played what ten, twelve games last year. He played ten, twelve games last year. Played okay in those. In some of those, he played okay. Against the below-average teams, he played well. Against the good teams last year, he didn't play too well. And this year, don't look good too. He don't look too good. He don't look too good this year to start off this year. He don't look too good to start off this year. Same thing with like with younger Tom or the younger Tom Brady. Tom Brady didn't start to build his brand to about ten years in. Brady didn't start to build his brand about until about ten years into his career. It's not even with some NBA guys. LeBron, he was a brand himself, but LeBron didn't start focusing to his brand and his off the court matters until it be, until it became good. LeBron was at least an all star. He's Baker Mayfield is not even a pro bowler. He's not even a pro bowler. He's not even good yet. Why do you have all these damn commercials, dude? He I mean something the games I'm watching, he looks hesitant, he looks eerie, he looks iffy. 
don't like it. I don't like what I see from Baker Mayfield. And I think some of his, him trying to build his brand, I think has a lot to do with it. I think has a lot to do with it. I think it has a lot to do with him trying to build his brand and get his name. No, win first, dude. Win first. Let's, let's, how about you win a road game? How about you have a winning season? Win 10 games before you try to build your brand and do all these commercials. Come on. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Come on. So, college football, and I just want to bring up this point uh, with Michigan because I'm disappointed. I'm a little disappointed in Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. And Jim Harbaugh. I'm thinking Jim Harbaugh, you know, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, no, no, you're wrong. Wisconsin is a very good football team. You know, really run-centric, run-heavy, really run-centric, but they're a good football team that can win on any given Saturday, of course, in their rank. They're they're one of the top 15 teams in the nation. They were ranked 13th. Michigan's ranked 11th. And I, I'm I'm thinking Michigan. This is going to be a tough game for them at Wisconsin. But I thought Mich- excuse me, I thought Michigan was I thought Michigan was talented enough to be able to overcome Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan lost to Wisconsin, 35-14. Um, very disappointed. Very disappointed in Michigan. And I'm me, me thinking that this was the year for Michigan to get over the hump and beat Ohio State and win the Big Ten. Um, I'm so, I, I, like I said at the beginning of the season, Shea Patterson. Uh, for me, for for me, and with Jim Harbaugh being a former quarterback himself and him knowing how to play the actual position, it, 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 I'm a little skeptical of Shea Patterson. And how good is Shea Patterson? Because Shea Patterson, for, 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 I mean, for Jim Harbaugh to be the quarterback whisperer, and for him to be a former player at that position, you would think that position would be not hard to solidify. You would think. With him being a former quarterback, you would think that that position would not be hard to solidify. And it's just a lot of missing variables and parts in Michigan. And, and, and wrong. Jim Harbaugh can definitely turn around your program. But it's, it's now time for Michigan to take it to the next level. Like, okay, you win, 10, you win 9 to 10 games on a yearly basis. You go t- 9 and 3, 10 and 2 just about every year. So he's winning 75 to 80% of his games at Michigan. Now it's just about all it's just now all about winning the big one against Ohio State, winning the Big 10 and trying to get in the playoff four. That is what Jim Harbaugh is missing. That is what he's missing. And I thought this was the perfect opportunity to do it this year with Urban Meyer leaving and a new coach in Ohio State. And don't get me wrong, I knew I knew Ohio State was still going to be talented, and they were still going to be very much like Ohio State. But you got to admit, Urban Meyer being gone, 
you gotta you gotta think this is the chance. This is the, this is this is Michigan's chance to get over the hump. And they lost. <laughs> they lost. But I, Saturday was a great day. That 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 was a great day for some college football. College football was good last night. It was good tonight. College football was good tonight. It was good. It was good, and it's only going to get better from here on out because conference play, Notre Dame played Georgia a little better than what I thought. Georgia still got out of Athens with the win, but a lot to rest on with that With that Michigan loss. I was very disappointed that Michigan lost the way how they lost, too. They lost 35-14. to 14. Ugh. That was nasty. That was nasty. But thank you guys for listening. Um, I, later this week, after all the sun, after all the NFL matchups and games are finished, I will bring you guys my top ten, my weekly top ten teams. Uh, we'll discuss whether I was right or wrong, and we'll discuss the results of the games and where I stand with my record. I'm doing pretty good. But thank you guys for listening to this episode. We're only getting better. We're on the road. We're on our... We're on pace to hit episode 30 by next week. We're doing a good job. Thank you guys for clicking and listening and continue to listen. And I'm out.